All right, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of In the Bonus Podcast. We want to thank you guys for rocking with your boys for another week. Fellas, what's been going on? How y'all boys been doing? Uh, me, man, it's been chilling, bro. I ain't got much going on. It's been a, a lazy week for me. Uh, what about you guys? Um, I'm, I'm, it's cooling, bro. This weekend was pretty, uh, pretty chill. Didn't have to work. Um, the, the job I was at, they, they got slow. So I'll be looking for another job site probably this week. Um, I did some, did some more investing. The one that I put in BTT jumped this weekend. I mean, it jumped. It went from uh, 0. 0.0014 to 0. 0.0039. So it more than doubled. And so whatever I had in there doubled. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, so I, lied. I did have something going on. Yeah. I took my daughter bowling yesterday for the first time. Oh, that sounds fun. That was an adventure, bro. It's so hard dealing with a child because she's seen the arcade. So when she's seen the arcade, that's all she want to do. Like She's not worried about bowling at all. She want to play air hockey. She want to drive the car. I saw so that was, on your story. I saw the air hockey on your story. Yeah, so that was that was a little fun, man. It was fun, but it was hard at the same time. Yo, like dealing with a three-year-old in the bowling alley, that's rough. They won't, they're gonna do what they want to do. Who won though? Because I saw you was low key trying to be serious. She almost beat you. <laughs> Come on now, but not I mean, we didn't even finish the game. That's that's how bad it was. We didn't finish the game. I just ended she, up just throwing it in the, in the thing so the game could stop. She would hurt every time you score. <laughs> hey, you should uh, you should go to um, Chuck E. Cheese with them, man. Yeah, we done that before. Oh, really? Yeah, we done that. But Chuck E. Cheese is like with, with the pandemic, bro. It's like I don't, I think bowling bowling is a little bit safer. I mean, a little bit. I mean, yeah. If they sanitize their balls, then yeah. Was it, <laughs> was it was it packed when you went to uh, Frankie's Nick? Hey, man, it's always packed at Frankie's, bro. For real, like, like, even during the. Uh, so, like, what about bro. what about you know? Because you said you was um, I saw you was in the riding the go karts, but you know yeah. at Frankie's how. Everybody like that line. That line used to be crazy for the go karts, but people be like standing like shoulder to shoulder. How Still. how they have it? for real? They, they won't even <laughs> six feet apart. Okay, not at all, bro. No, not at all, bro. Nah. And that one, nobody was six feet apart and doing that. And bro, it just it was packed. Like when we went the day before, and we we turned around and went somewhere else. It um, bro, that was, the line was out the door. Like people was out the door trying to like get their cars. But then I didn't realize after eight, they um, they don't allow people under the age of eighteen. So even if you're with an adult, you can't. So like, if I decided, oh yeah, it's eight o'clock. Let me go take my my two, you know, five year olds to Frankie's. They'd be like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I'd be like, that's crazy. Like. If they with me, it shouldn't be a problem. But I guess they, they got some dances or something going on up in there. No, nah, I guess I guess a lot of people treat it like date night, you know. Yeah, it's not so. like it's not like they people walking around drinking like Dave and Buster's. You know, Dave and Buster's, you can have your alcohol, I think, on the floor. I don't, I don't understand it, but whatever. Oh, I didn't know that. So that bowl, it was like a bowling alley in an arcade to me. Yeah, but you know, most bowling alleys have an arcade in it. 
Mm. Oh, the true. The little, yeah, they do like have a little room in the cut always. Them, them, and the arcade, um, the roller skating rinks. They'll do. I'm about too. to say CCs. <laughs> CCs, <laughs> CCs do be having a little. CCs be having man. arcades. Yeah, I ain't been in no CCs in a minute. When the last time y'all went to CCs, bro? Like 2011. And that's only because Cool wanted to go in 2011, bro. When they used to I be in the shopping center. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Where they, where by the by, yeah. by yeah. yeah. Benvenu? La- no, no, no. 15-5. Where the oh, TV Max oh, is. Oh, oh. It was, used to be a CC's over there. That's the last time I went. That was like 2011, bro. I've been with them like the last year or two. Is they they have buff- a- the buffet still cheap? Yeah, it's like $4. Five, five dollars. Eatable, bro. Order your own pizza. Yeah, that's just straight. The little cheesy oh. bread, what is it called? But that's why they be going out of business though, bro. Like, yeah, they're not doing well. I would charge at least double that, at least eight. No, they're not doing well from what I heard because of the pandemic. Because I mean, it's it's buffet. I'm, I'm nobody, nobody what's doing the, well what's the name? What's the name look like they doing good though? Golden Corral. Yeah, they switched up though. They switched up the formula, man. Oh, they did the format in there? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But you know, they, they had the when, different. When's the last time you went? How you know? Like last year. No, I know a lot of, I've been to, I went to a buffet in Goldsboro one time. A lot of them have like the little glove stations, mm. like the little plastic gloves. Mm. But you put every gloves time on. you go up there, you got to put on gloves, get your food. Bro, like the mad, like just and think of how nasty it used to be before the pandemic, though, that people just go out there with their raw hands, touching the same spoon, it's the same look, spoon, scooping up a little macaroni because it's falling off your plate and then putting the spoon back in the jar. Bro, what? You know, <laughs> our ancestors, bro, think about how our ancestors used to live, though, bro. They ain't care, though. It can't be no worse than that. Speaking of ancestors, uh, I didn't say what I did this weekend, but me and Cool had a wedding, bro. And it was at, it was in Greenville. And the name of the venue was Yankee Yankee Hall Plantation, bro. And oh. it, was, it was a live. <laughs> right. I don't know why it was called Yankee, but it was a real plantation. I, I was in some little downtime. I was in the little, um, like the little common area and they had like the little history book. It was apparently it started. They look, they try to dress it up cool. It said that the house started running business in eight, like right at 1865. <laughs> after the Civil War. That's what it said. It said yeah. it started running that, that agriculture business in 1865. <laughs> but you but you know what? It's because um some of the Yankees came down here after the war and they like set up camp in some of these old plantation places. So maybe when they say Yankee Hall, like there was like Union soldiers there or something. But you know, you know, come on, you know what was up. They literally call like the big, the big part of the joint, they call that joint the main house. Like, that's crazy. Everything was set up, bro, because, you know, it's Greenville, too. So the the landscape is pretty, it's just flat land. So that particular venue, literally behind it was like miles like as far as you could see a flat land like i assume for crops and stuff but everything was set up how it's supposed to bro the main big house you get there they got a little barn and like extra quarters off to the left and way in the back is like old houses that or like old barns but they turned them into I, I forgot what what that lady said said it was some bro, kind like of storage thing man. for plants or something yeah comes some kind of storage joint but then bro literally and then the other side was was like another main part of the house but one of no cabins out like, there one of no uh, cabins out there 
nah, no cabins. But it looked like a lot of, yeah, it just looked like like a lot of modern agriculture like took place because it's like it's a it's a school like right across the street but you can tell that's a <laughs> that's a plantation like the main house don't look like it's been touched much since uh since 1865 or whenever but it was nice like they they renovated on the inside but like bro that just made me think about that Dominique when you said ancestors bro because sheesh I put a theme park <laughs> I would put a theme park right out there Right out there. Thing, I don't thing, think man. that'd be a good look, bro. <laughs> oh, look, <laughs> call, call it. <laughs> Go ahead, say something. <laughs> I would call it uh, uh plantation fields, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I don't want to make another comment, but I'm gonna be quiet. About what? About Nick or the? I about to say Nick. You have your red hat on too. Nick, yeah. I mean, what kind of red hat? My Nike one. Hey, could take it how you want, bro. Yeah. So these guys think I'm a MAGA supporter. <laughs> no, I ain't never said that. They, they, I, I don't think that. that. I just think you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I'm a Trump? I'm not a Trump I'm supporter. MAGA. That's just too. Why do you think? I, what what narrow it down? What makes you think I'm a Trump supporter? You just seem like that type. I seem like that type. Mm-hmm. After the Kurt Franklin conversation yesterday, bro, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, last week. Yeah. What? How? What? How? How y'all be correlating these two very different I things? I, I'm just saying that I don't put nothing past you. That's all I'm saying. I tell you what, boy. <laughs> I will say, as I'm getting older, I'm an independent. So he can't even denounce it. He can't even. <laughs> no, I was it. Denounce the right Proud Boys. Denounce it right now before you keep talking. No, I'm the jealous. All right, see, screw the exactly. Proud Boys, screw the Proud Boys, <laughs> but um, f the Proud Boys, <laughs> but um, but I will say this: as I'm getting older, and you know, I have kids, and I think about down the long road, I become more conservative. Now, do I feel like people should have access to universal health care? Yeah, I do. Um, do I think that if people are hitting a hard time, that maybe the government can step in and help them out? But do I feel like? You should be able to be on welfare for 20 years. Mm. What's up, everybody? We're going to take a quick break just to shout out to our sponsor video brought to you today by the Law Firm PLLC. If you are looking for a lawyer in the North Carolina area, visit stolawfirmnc.com where they handle traffic violations, criminal defense, DWI defense, post-conviction relief, and more. Bro, you always need a good lawyer, man. Always. That's facts. StowLawFirmNC.com. Check them out. Check them. No. That's a conversation right there, bro. That's a conversation right there. I don't. I feel like, I was like, bro, you're, you're, they ain't building no new projects. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> Where? They, 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 they got some nice I projects. I just seen some, they were just building some new ones in Rocky Mountain. Those are those. What's Where the, at, Dominique? What's There's the some name nice of? section they South Rocky Mountain getting built. All all wait, wait, wait. They call those um, they call that something else. It's not like a. It's not like Section Eight. Yeah, no. Fair, you can they build. You can though. build new Section Eight. Like that is a like a strategy for some people. Do you feel like that's appropriate though? Like, like I'm just asking. Do you feel like in, it's appropriate? In what that, sense though? What, what do you mean? Do, do you mean, like to build like almost luxury level homes? But they're not luxury. They just up. 
they just not. They upscale. I mean, but if you, if you think, right, so if you're building something, they livable. <laughs> like, you're you're building something old. Like, bro, yeah. he, Nick trying to just like he go to hut with the with mud with a mud ground. No, that's not what I'm saying. My, I'm so all right. You, so but what about the, gentrification though? Like, how can we expect them not to make new affordable housing? Right, they, they can't are just kick everybody. Gentrifying a lot of spaces. Oh, my relationship with justification is 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 split, bro, because it's messed up that people who have been living in a community who might not be doing anything bad, like they just been living their life, but because maybe what other things are happening to the, like to, in their community or bringing the property value down and somebody comes in and buys something, puts up a $500,000 house and then it jacks up your stuff, uh, your your property value and you can't even afford to pay your taxes and stuff like that on your crib. I understand that like that's messed up, but at the same time, it's like, there has to be some level of progress. Like, remember we had that conversation about Central and I was like, and, and I was on the thing about, oh, I hope, you know, I want Central doesn't lose its roots and that type of stuff. And y'all like, oh, you just want to stay this, like if Central goes up, everything around there is going to go up. Like there are people who live in there who probably ain't going to be able to live there anymore. Um, gentrification going to happen. It doesn't just happen because of white people. It happens just because the area goes up. Now, white people are the main ones behind the one fueling the gentrification. In the same sense, it's like, I feel like black people may have gotten so wayward away. Like we let our communities just go to crap and then somebody can come in and swoop it up. But I also think that that happened because of what happened in during like the 80s and the crack epidemic, you know, and people just fell off their square because, you know, what was going on in the country. So it's, a, it's I mean, it, honestly, it's a tough one to talk about for me. I, I have a mixed feelings about it. I want to live in a place that I feel like is like dope. I want to be like, yeah, man, like it's it's a tough one. I feel like it's it's a catch twenty two though, because you talk about black people in our communities, but a lot of it is based off taxes, right? And so mm -hmm. when we talk about these property taxes in these low income places, they don't have the same tax dollars as these high income places, right? So they don't have the resources, or the government the community is not putting in the resources to fix these places, and so the the value goes down. Then someone who's rich comes buys it. I, I'm definitely not for gentrification because it's like the system is pretending to solve a systemic problem and they're just taking opportunities away from people in our communities. Mm. I think there should be a better distribution of tax wealth. Like if you're rich, if all the rich people stay in part A, the money that they pay in taxes shouldn't predominantly stay in part A. But there has to be some, I don't even know how it works. So we might have a listener chew me out because I don't know how taxes work. But mm. from my understanding, if you live in a nicer part of town, your school district is better, like your neighborhood reflects the taxes that the community puts into it. So I feel like there should be some kind of way to make it more balanced. Cause like, how are we supposed to ever get out of the hole once we get in it, you know? Right. It has to be some validity to that, though, because, I mean, if you look at just, like, Rocky Mountain, Nash County, and Edgecombe County, normally yeah. Nash County is nicer than Edgecombe County, so what you're saying might, might be true. Yeah, once you go across those tracks, and what is it, historically, Edgecombe was the black side, and Nash was the uh, white side, 
I'm not too sure, but I mean, if you're just looking at it from from my point of view, I mean, you're probably right. Um, I know, like a lot of that went to the to the history. So, like in in that area, it's very interesting because uh, Nashville was the county seat for Nash County, and um, I think Tarboro was the county seat for Edgecombe. And then Rocky Mount came and they built, they had the railroad, they had the mill and they had the hotel. So all of the resources and area drew towards Rocky Mount. And, but then people were still building up more stuff on the Nash side. So Edgecombe started missing out. And then of course, like it was a split, like it was segregated. Like there was definitely more black people on the Edgecombe side than there was on Nashville side. I mean, you just, I mean, look at Tarboro in relation to Nashville. Nashville looks white. It's very white. And Edgecombe, I mean, Tarboro, it has more of, you know, African-American feel. Like when I go to Tarboro, I see more African-Americans than I do in Nashville. But I will say this, like, cool. I, I get what you're saying. Like, what is that? Is that like a thing of redlining where they do the taxes and stuff like that? Is that a product of redlining or something? I don't know. I think when I hear redlining, I always think of like how voting. people, yeah, the voting stuff. I don't know. I, but I mean that's related to it too because if you, if you, set the system up where certain people's votes mean more than other people, they're gonna vote in people who make decisions that benefit their communities more than others. So like I feel like that can impact it too. I, like we always what hear. What y'all laughing at? Dominique, I I just feel like, look, bro, you can, it's all right to yawn, bro. Don't try to hold it in. You made me laugh (laughs) just by trying to hold it in if you would have just let it out, bro. Hey, man, I'm tired, bro. I'll be watching my daughter every day. I get it, bro. It's the the end of the day. We we be trying to crank these joints out. It's the end of the day. We're going to hit, man. Yawn. Don't hold it in because then I'm going to laugh and I'm going to put this in the the episode, bro. I'm about to zoom (laughs) in on your face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I right, so I I <laughs> I think about like this right I know we say black people have to do better right that's like a common thing that we all we all know black people as a whole we need to build like enrich our community like kind of like what it was in like the 60s and the 50s when we held each other up we looked out like now that the cry is we need to buy black we need to establish this black and it's almost like we want to have like the aspects of what was in uh, segregation while still being in an integrated world. Like, oh yeah, we need to push our people, push this, push that. So I feel like we, we've had plenty, like maybe not plenty of time, but like it's well enough time that we as a community pull together and pull our resources together. And like, we could stop gentrification in that sense. Like maybe not, gentrificate it where it works for us because I go down like I I live in Durham and I go down some parts of Durham and I just see like where it's happening and I see people getting displaced I notice there's more people walking around again you go to y'all remember when we first came to Durham over 10 years ago it did not look like Durham as does now like you went downtown I remember going downtown and the 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 bus station was always filled there were people walking up and down the streets the buildings didn't look like they did now there's high rises apartments all that and it's like okay 
like it had the reputation of being called Dirty Durham. Um, and this was the place that used to be Black Wall Street. Like you go down, like there was millionaires, black millionaires living up and down the street on Fayetteville. You go to Fayetteville Street now and you know, you see the Jays and the Toots walking down the street. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't know, like how do we, how do we get back from that? That's what I was going to ask you, though. I mean, I feel like we had kind of touched on it last episode a little bit about, like, coming together. But when, like, how do you think we should go about that when it's, like, it hasn't actually been, like, like, we haven't witnessed it being successful before? Well, I think one thing is that here's a, a possible idea. I don't know how uh, uh, applicable it could be or how successful it would be, but it's just an idea. It's like, if black people in the community, we just started putting our money together in this one fund and we had a board of individuals that was over it to make sure that this fund- Real quick, is, it, is this like a blessing circle? No, sir, not at all. Put our money together. That's all I'm about to say, because I mean, a lot of black people don't, have just the extra resources or they don't want to to spend their extra resources on just giving it in like putting it into a quote unquote pot you know what i'm saying they I like mean, i don't work hard i paid all my bills i got this extra money let me just let me splurge in a different way you know what i'm saying look it don't have to be a lot so like i don't know how, i think there's what like 200 something thousand people in durham and durham is like you want to say like 60 something percent black maybe 70 i don't know i don't know the numbers but it say if all right, let's just say go down the middle, fifty percent, a hundred thousand people. <laughs> say each each one of those hundred thousand people gave ten dollars, bro, like a month. Hey, you, be, hey, you be throwing out them stats, like you be like you be knowing, boy. <laughs> well, I don't know. 70, I don't know. Seventy percent, two hundred thousand people in Durham. Let's fact check. No, there there is a, no there is around like two hundred something thousand people in Durham. Hell, it may be more now. I remember two hundred and sixty nine. Okay, so almost at three now. Okay, yeah, getting close to three. What's the percentage of black? I don't got that for that. Oh, okay, let I'll let you know if I find it. All right, so yeah, so but imagine if so, so imagine if uh, 38 percent black, 38.65. What, bro, you be taking you be your you are that's a lot though. If you think that's 40 percent, no, 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 yeah. Durham used to be. I remember looking it up when we first came to Durham, bro. It's dang, that's how many black people have left. Look around 2010 if you can to see what the percentage was. Cause I swear, cause like Rocky Mount. I feel like it would float around or something. Rocky, no, Rocky Mount was about 50. No, I'm talking about Durham. Like in but if you think about from the, like the big groups, it's close to 50. If you, well, it's 42 white, 38 black. So. If you just compare black to white, it's about 50-50. But there's so, other people, of course. But if everybody put in $10 a month, all right, and they put it into this thing, you know, you could accumulate a lot of money within a year to do what you want for the black community. Instead but of having then, somebody- But then you gotta think about, say everybody put that $10 in, imagine what that conversation would be like every month about what they want to spend it on. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. I mean, you gotta have that town hall meeting. Like I mean, that's our issue, bro. We can't come together. <laughs> and now, I mean, at this point, bro, we gotta, something gotta, something gotta shake. 
Because like I asked you that because you talk about like I mean the last time like it happened like you talk about the 50s but that's because like we were forced to like you couldn't right. go to the white drugstore obviously you had to go right up the street you know what I'm saying well now and it's then, our choice but then people it's like I don't, I don't know if it's almost like subconscious but then it's like we've been denied being able to go into that place so long like so I want to put my money into a big company or or an expensive company rather than a small business like we was talking about in the last episode. I mean, it, it makes me think a lot about, cause I get, I don't get this idea just off the hip. I got this idea from, I think it was the NC Mutual that was in Durham. I mean, that was literally the concept. They, it was black people putting their money in, but then some mess happened and that just distorted the whole thing. It's like something happens, like we need to, if we can get it where we don't have an asterisk put over whatever endeavor we're trying to do. But I, I thought they still pretty successful. There was something that happened. I think it was NC Mutual. It was something to do with like the bank um, around the like, like early 1900s, late 1800s, something happened there. And it kind of like, there was like an issue. It was like, I was watching this documentary and um, I don't know, I'm just gonna say this. We should be able to pull together. I feel like we are able, we have the education. We are getting the resources, albeit we don't have the same amount of resources as our white counterparts, no. But we have enough now that we could be able to build something for ourselves that can help us get to the next level or find some type of stability to bolster us up. Like we could do scholarships, we could do all that type of stuff. I mean. So from a business perspective, do you think it is a black seller problem or more so a black buyer problem? Probably a black buyer. Mm, no, actually, you know what? It is a seller. You have to convince the people. People have, most people have probably can give $10 a month. If you can go in, you can buy a, a lottery scratch off for $20 every week. Maybe you could just take the, just 10 of that, get you a $10 one, put it into the fund. Like I see people do stuff like off of reflex. You know what I mean? Like they, people go and come into barbershop sometimes and they'll buy something just off the reflex and they do it every week. Why not? Why not put something that could further our community? It's just like, you got to understand that concept. Maybe not be so selfish about it. What y'all think? Y'all think it's more so a buyer's problem or a seller problem? I kind of I kind of agree with Nick. Like the whole convincing thing, again, just because it's like a... I don't know. I always go back. It's like like that, like crabs in a bucket mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like even like given the opportunity, a lot of people, we we feel like like we work hard for what we got, no matter what that is, whether that's a lot or a little in some people's eyes. You like I got here um, and it's kind of. I don't know, this may be like reaching real hard, but almost like um, wanting, like even like raising kids and stuff, like kind of wanting your kids to not necessarily live the rough life you did, but like learn the hard lessons that you had to kind of like, you know, I feel like 
putting in money or you know wanting to donate to try to try to forward you know somebody else in the community it's like I didn't have that or I didn't do that and I was fine you know what I'm saying and people just aren't readily available to to just invest in other stuff and then I think that's a lot with like education too like the knowledge we're ignorant on a lot of investment deals and, and and how businesses work and and where we can put our money into you know we're so caught up in just strictly consumer life and just consuming to become wealthy you know what I'm saying like where we just want to consume to get things and feel like then we have all those things where it's like we don't even try to educate ourselves to go about those different avenues of of getting wealth without even you know, trying, you know what I'm saying? Like making money in your sleep and stuff like that. What do you think, Dominique? Honestly, I don't even know what's the best option. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, it's okay. That's I'm it. learning more just listen to you guys. Um, I don't really know. I mean, because people put the burden on the buyer, right? And I'm going to be honest, Black people suck at supporting each other. There are some people who do a great job. There are, but most suck, right? But I think I agree with you guys that like, it's almost like a seller issue because the reason I think from a black business perspective is so hard to succeed is because black people do everything on their own, right? Mm. And so I'm a pharmacist, so I'm gonna give this example. <laughs> you have, I opened up Daryl Lewis Pharmacy, right? I'm trying to sell your average cholesterol medicine, right? So I call the company, say, hey, how much will you sell me this medication for? They're going to say, we'll give you this medication for 20 cent per pill, right? So I'm out here trying to sell y'all the medication for 50 cent a pill because I had to pay 20% and then I got to pay my staff, right? Versus Walgreens buys... 10 billion pills and so the company says i'll give you the pill for one cent a pill and so they're pricing their product at five cent a pill and i'm selling mine for 50 cent a pill and then we're saying black people you should buy black and they like nah <laughs> i'm not doing that well, so like, go ahead oh, oh, oh well well just to say what you're saying but like right there right it's not going to be easy at, at the start. So if say we support, all right, we're paying more for a pill. I mean, that's a lot. That's a huge difference though. You saying what, 50 cents a pill to one cents a pill? Not I mean, five cents. Five cents. I mean, that's crazy. It's still tenfold. Is that yeah. Ten? No, yeah, that's crazy. But it's like, say say you get it. <laughs> say you, you were able to get that. And after a while, you would be able to bring your prices down. It's like, you just need that initial support to get there, but man, that's a hard ask. Right, so this so this is the issue though. And this is where black people, when I say, I think it's a seller problem because we're not smart enough to say, okay, uh, there go Dominique's pharmacy, Nick's pharmacy and Trey pharmacy. How about we get together and we go to the drug company together mm -hmm. and get a contract and say, we said we buying this many pills mm -hmm. and it's like just that thought of like we don't work together i think shrinks us as like the seller side because like you you taking a gamble 
But if you took the top hundred farmers, black black home, I don't even know if there is a hundred black home pharmacies. Mm-hmm. But if they were, and they found a way to have a collective, when they went to these companies, it would be a different ball game. You know what I'm saying? Like when we when we talk about photography, I never wanted to be Daryl Lewis photography mm-hmm. because like it puts me in this silo. There are thousands of photographers not making money. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there an entity that says we're we're going to provide this service and then this opportunity? We're going to serve the community, provide jobs. Like how many how many black barbershops do we know in Durham? A lot, right? What if there was only three? Like imagine the difference, like the overhead each one of them are paying, and some people. I don't, the bar, y'all already know I've been on this barbershop thing for a long time, but it is unfortunate that when you go into like black barbershops, there are two people eating lunch all day. And not to say there are successful black barbershops, not to disrespect. And I know there's a lot of culture and stuff like that, but it kind of makes me think, Nick, you kind of mentioned earlier before we started about like emotions, right? And like, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel in business, we are drenched in what our idea of what culture is, that we never play the game by by the majority's rules, mm. right? And so being a barbershop owner, culture is big. <clears throat> do you choose the culture or do you look at super cuts and great clips and say, I'm gonna choose the business side, you know? No, that, that's a tough one. I get... I get it because the barbershop has been such like stuff like that. It's been a staple in the community, like the history of it. And they say, you know, that was like our country club. That was where we went to vent and talk about whatever. If you turn it into a supercuts, it's not the same anymore. Um, It's weird. It's like there are so many facets of our community that just are standalone. And I guess that's that's like literally we're saying like that would be selling out. It would be selling out if you were like, oh yeah, we're just gonna open up and make all these different supercuts. But like, we should applaud that. Just like, why, why wouldn't you want, like how amazing would it be if I could be like, oh, there's cool cuts that I got one in my city too. It's like, that's where I go. I know I get a good cut back home. Like we don't go, we black people, we don't go to supercuts. We don't go to supercuts. We don't go to sports clips. We don't go to great clips. We don't go to any of those. You know why? Because we know we're not going to get the quality of service that we're looking for. We try to find, but then it's not the same about every black barbershop, but then black barbershops struggle. The struggle, bro. I, I, I don't know, man. That's that, that reminds me. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say that remind me like cool since you're talking about that though. That remind me of um a barbershop too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like maybe like Hollywood or or your I mean partially Hollywood, but a lot of black people had that mindset too. That like like which what what would you have done in that situation? Cool. You know how in in, in two that that new barbershop was opening across the street. And Ice Cube just at the end of the day was like, nah, this is my this is my pop shop. Like I'm like here instead of like, like you said, being kind of like uh educated on the fact of maybe like, well, how about we join up? You can turn this into what you're doing and you know, and we'll work on the numbers that way. You know what I'm saying? What would you have done in that situation? 
like the versus the pride, the pride, the the legacy tradition versus like trying to move forward too with 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 money. Right. So I think it's like that balance between like what are you more proud of? Sitting there every day or mm. really creating generational wealth, right? And so I feel like in that situation, it depends. I guess it depends on two things. The more how successful is the barbershop, right? But I think the problem with our community is we're too, no matter how successful it can be, we don't like this whole pyramid thought process. Yeah, somebody, somebody's like, making more at the top. <laughs> no matter if it, the pyramid is this big, this big, we want to be on the top of our pyramid no matter what. And I think that's where people, that's where we're clashing because you're like, if you think about the hair industry is one of the biggest industries in the black community. Like I'm pretty sure black men probably get their hair cut more than any other group of people. Black women, pay, black women pay more than any other group of women to get their hair done. Why aren't these industries ran by black people is insane. But nobody wants to be no one want, even though you can make more money franchising a cool cuts, you want Ray Ray's barbershop because that's it means that's something. Ray Ray's, to, yeah, because you I'm value, Ray Ray. yeah, I'm, you value way it look. I look like a business owner. Like we talk about what does wealth look like. I look like I own my shop. I'm renting a nice car. I look like I made it. Versus, I mean, there are people who are who are managers at Bojangles and Chick Fil A. Who are doing better than business owners who've owned their own stuff for years and it's kind of like where do you place your value and everybody i'm learning this everybody don't want money but i don't, I don't agree with that but i just think we got to figure out a way to really change our perspective on business and still be able to incorporate what we think culture might should look like but I was, but I guess I would say like when, to what you said about some people being managers at Bojangles and some person running their business and not making as much. I think that just comes down to somebody wanting to have that sense of ownership. Like, even though I'm maybe not making as much as you, this is my thing. I say how it goes. I can control it. If it fails, it's on me and uh, nobody else is like, so as much effort I put into it is what I get out of it. So I feel like, and there's a certain sense. But is that wise though? That's kind of the question I'm asking. Like, does it make sense for you to have a business and you profit $25,000 a year because it's yours? Yeah. Like what good is that doing you, your family and your community Yeah. to say it's mine and I can do what I want? Like, I don't know that. And I think I agree with you. A lot of people think that way, which is like, I, don't I think it's problematic, but so, a lot so of people. This is the way I think like of it, man. So this is my mindset because I get how you said, like you you don't get how some people don't like making money or something like that. So me personally, I feel like I'm not big on like I mean I'm 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 big on ownership, but as far as me stepping out on faith, like we talked about in the last episode, I'd rather have a stable job. Like you guys know, I work for SSA or whatever. I'd rather have a stable job than try to own something and have the chance of it failing like that's just how i think in my head is that wrong like i yeah, don't think it's i don't think it's wrong is it it's not wrong but it makes no sense and now this is it's why right. because you can get fired tomorrow 
And people are like having a job isn't faith. Look at look at coronavirus. Look what COVID did to millions of people. A job yeah. is not as safe as people assume. And so that's the only thing I say about that premise is that you put more faith in your job than maybe you should. Because when we hear these testimonies and people talking about how they made it over, it usually has something to do with losing their job when they didn't expect it. And so, I don't know. I think we do be too comfortable. It's nothing wrong with being comfortable in your job and stability and all that stuff. I ain't quit my job yet. So I'm, I'm there with you. I'm just, I'm just trying to find other opportunities that can not make me have to trade my time for money. Because I mean, I've been looking into into trying to get some type of ownership, just haven't figured out exactly what I want to do. And like me, like the biggest the biggest fear is putting money into something that might possibly not work. Right. Like I've been considering like maybe trying to buy eighteen wheeler truck, just something I've been thinking about, and have somebody you drive, drive it. Oh, you can. No, uh, I wouldn't drive it. I work already. I mean, that's 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 money though. Like they they make. I've heard they some of them getting contracts like they make thirty thousand dollars in a week and then yeah, know. but it's still that like it's a chance it could fail because and then on top of that, I'm putting my faith into somebody else driving for me. Mm-hmm. So they it's like ruin your entire business. Yeah, so it's like um, it's it's I guess it's stepping out on faith, man. It is, yeah. and it's just kind of like conditioning yourself because the same way, like think about how you're thinking about that, but. KFC owners, Bojangles owners aren't worried about who in the kitchen. Like, I have to worry about them cooking and making sure people get their food on time, showing up to work. It's all, you know what I'm saying? It's creating that whole, it's just changing the mindset of, well, one, like, scared money don't make no money. But yeah. after that, you know what I'm saying? Like, actually, I mean, that's the point of the business is, like, having it, like, putting parts together and making, making it turn, making the wheels turn and work think- for you. Yeah, I think I fear failure too so much. Like, yeah, if you have you ever heard somebody be like, "Do you love winning more or do you hate losing more?" Like, I think I hate but, losing more. But all them people that that I heard that that um that's just scared of failure, like those people never succeed. Yeah, I, I mean, I I feel that. I, I feel that. You know, you know what? Maybe you know maybe like you feel that way about failure. Like you feel like there's a chance I fail, and I feel like maybe it's because historically who's going to support you first? And then you feel like it's going to be us, but like the truck driving thing, that ain't got nothing to do with like, I know maybe that's not how you're thinking, but like truck driving, that's, you're going to get contracts. They always need transportation, but I get what you're saying. Like this person driving for you might be trash. You know, I mean, it would have to be somebody, I guess that you really trust and who has, you know, that luxury to have that time. But I feel like, if our community could like learn something from other communities. So, and this is something people harp on all the time, but if you, the Asian community, they hold each other down. I mean, you know, uh, the Jewish community hold each other down. White people, I mean, they're just a lot of them, like it's, this is their country for the most part. Like it's our country, but they run all the infrastructure, everything. They're the ones who, you know, who basically make the laws and all that. I mean, it, we're trying to get it more inclusive out here in in America, but for the most part. So if you think about um, what the Asian community does, like you go to any major city and you're going to find like uh, uh, Chinatown, you're going to find, you know, like a little Korea, 
and like they they have all their shops and stuff set up and people go in there and they go boom 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 like what we have is what when people think of the black part of town they call it what the hood like it's just the hood and these cut these businesses they're not thriving because after a while we just start going we don't want to associate ourselves with the hood once you get to a certain point you leave the community you'd be like oh no if i associate with the hood i haven't made it it's like we leave our areas and we don't pour the money back in um and i'm going off on a tangent but it's just because it's popping up in my head as i'm speaking but it's like we have a certain duty to us no matter where you are in life to try to bring it back because of what we've been through historically. And I know some people don't want to hear that, but we do, we have a duty to black people just like everywhere else does. I mean, we're here in this country, we've been going through years and years of subjugation and unfairness and exclusion and disenfranchisement. We have to be the ones to be able to to build ourselves up because nobody else is going to do it. Like we're going to other places. We're like, please, please, please treat the black community like this and please do this for us and do that. Like people have been harping on it. Like people like Killer Mike, they've been harping on it and they saying, look, nobody's going to do for us like you are gonna do for yourselves. It was like, they, I think it was him or David Banner. They made a statement. They were like, I don't get mad at the white man for putting himself first because why should he not? Like, why would he not put his, his best interest first? Like, why would I, why would I not look at us and be like, you know what? We need to further ourselves along. I'm black, you're black. We need to just go ahead and build. And like I was saying, like that fun thing, we put our money in. And so say you have a business idea. So say, Dominique, you want to start an AAU basketball team. And you do it just like you do the bank. You know, you come with this business model, this plan, you bring it to the board and you apply. If they feel like, okay, if people agree and like, yeah, you know what, blah, 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 we'll kick out this loan out of this fund for you to get it going and it's for the community. It's gonna let it grow. And I mean, I feel like it's a good idea treated with basically making our own bank, but not really a bank. It's more just like a, a big grant that people have access to. I feel like you would almost have to, to trick people because now I just thought about that when you had said that. I used to have this thought in my head whenever I passed the sign but literally thinking about how people play the lottery, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that the lottery will stack up like that millions every, not even weeks, it's like every four days that like, instead of, I mean, of course people are putting in that money cause it's like, I hope to win all that and win the jackpot. Right. But imagine if you just, and again, it would be like, people would be like, well, I don't want to wait that long, but picture if like, if it was every time someone won, that same money you put in was just, you know, it's definitely going to somebody like to bless somebody to to do whatever they want. You know what I'm saying? Right. But again, it'll be, it's just hard like to get ahead of it. Cause it'll be somebody to get blessed this week. And it's like, you, you, you see it, but so much like it'll, 
maybe it'll be eight years. But after people want to stop playing after eight months, if they like, bro, I'm playing this joint every four days. I'm tired of putting in this money and I ain't up yet. You know what I'm saying? But it's like they'll play their whole lives. There's people out there that have played the lottery their whole lives. But it's because they think that I have the chance to win. You know what I'm saying? I get yeah. to have all that money. And, it's like, and then this little the brother lottery, like you putting in the money for no reason. Like you ain't even buying nothing. You, it's not you realistic. Just putting money in the pot. It's not realistic. Like the chance of you getting it is like mil- like one in like millions upon was it billions upon billions? I play the lottery by the way, because you got me messed I up. Too. If I ain't go, yeah, <laughs> you got me messed up. If I, I'm, I'm still trying to win. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, like restructuring what Nick was talking about, like coming up with a plan that, and that would that would be a good idea to me. Like, it's to start there, but because I definitely play the lottery, bro. When I don't. When that John hit a billion, <laughs> I think it changed the way people view playing the lottery. Y'all remember that? Was that I last did. year? I think it, so. It broke a billion, bro. I probably spent thirty dollars on tickets. <laughs> I have never, I have never tried to play for the lottery. Don't here's, do it, bro. Don't do here's, it. Here's my thing, right? And y'all know I've been coming at y'all with the investing stuff, but it's like y'all will play the lottery, but y'all won't put in just like I'm stock that you know possibly could go up and you could make money off of it. And I feel like that's crazy. Like when you play the lottery, you might as well just threw your money into the toilet. The chances. You just might get lucky one day and you flush the toilet and the money come back up with more. Like that's that's literally it. Like you're not gonna see that money ever again. My grandmother played the lottery all the time, bro. And I know this lady probably spent thousands upon thousands of dollars playing these lottery over years upon years upon years. Imagine if she took that money and she put it into a business. Like if she had put money into like Apple or something when it first started, you know, She'd be millionaire. She'd have all this like, I rather invest in something, and and if I lose it, then I lost it. But I feel like the chance of me getting a return on it is so much greater than if I'm playing the lottery. But we talking about stakes too, like, and I don't want to. Maybe I sound super ignorant, but think about if your your grandma did put or your aunt, whoever you said, put a thousand dollars towards it. The stakes are much higher, like. A thousand dollars is a good investment if you're gonna make a billion dollars over <laughs> over whatever, even though the chances is very slim. I get what you're saying too. Like it's the smarter way to try to invest, but it's just the stakes is like, bro, a thousand dollars to a billion, even Here's, though it's slim, out like it wouldn't have been wasted. It is like looking in retrospect, but you can just say that about stocks too, because you don't know how they're gonna how no, no, because I feel no, because I feel like this. So say I got a stock, I put it in a thousand dollars, and then my stock starts going down and it goes down to 900. If I don't like where it's going, I could take it, I still get 900 dollars back. You spend a thousand dollars on a lottery ticket and you don't hit jack, are you getting anything back? Yeah, but you saying if it go down, what what if you win? <laughs> what if you win? To you just, what yeah, if you and, win a million? What if you and, win a million dollars? You don't even hit the jet. You get five numbers and you get and a million dollars. What if your stock go up? Look at this. It's, but that's it, the point it, I'm making. Yeah. Then. But look, look, look. You're assuming the stock is gonna work, and you're assuming you'll never win the lottery. That is the bias or something. The the stock is more concrete, bro. If you like, because the difference is in comparison to the lottery, there is no studying you can do. In order to have a better chance at winning the lottery, there actually is, bro. It's a whole Heck, like it's, no. it's a whole like, bro. People go go look it up. And my bro. grandmother used to uh, have a book 
Now we ain't talking about like we ain't talking about the Larry. It looked like a book. Yeah, I don't know how she did it. But I tell you what, if you go in there talking to her and she don't hit the next day, she gonna cuss you out, bro. My grandma didn't play that, bro. No, I do. I agree with your basic premise that that investing is a tremendously greater investment to the planet lottery. But, bro. If you win, that's all. It's the state. That's what I'm saying. It'll be different if the stakes was was the same. Like if we talking about for for topping out at the same amount of money, bro. I of course it'll be smart, but it's just the stakes. It's like why not? So let me say that is that is kind of like the poison of the lottery. Like people like why not? Why not put in that three dollars for I might can win this week. I'm gonna put in that three dollars to possibly make. I feel like that's such a short term look though. Like. It's like no, that's the point, Nick. That's the point. That's the whole point. You want I want to win today. I don't want to invest and I turn 65 retire. I play the lottery because I want to be paid right now. But I think that's the how they sell it. That's that's the whole goal. The way, but the way that the the market is, and with this rise of cryptocurrencies and all that, like it's so fresh. It's like it's like we're on the cusp, it's like a gold rush right now. We're literally on the cusp of like when dot coms first dropped and people were becoming millionaires left and right, like Elon Musk and PayPal, like that is what it's like. So it's like, why not hone in on that? You look at Bitcoin. Imagine you took a thousand dollars. That's so, okay. Let's say this. That's and not you put the on same, Bitcoin, two thousand ten. You can't be a compare those. So, so let me tell you why your your concept is completely flawed. Go ahead. Number one, you're c- comparing investments and playing a lottery are not even reasonable. And this is why I probably over my lifetime, I probably played a lottery over five years. I probably haven't spent more than $40 on lottery tickets. You're not going to become wealthy by investing $40. You know how many lottery tickets you can get for a thousand dollars. You can get $502 lottery tickets. You know how long it would take you to buy 500 lottery tickets like investments are expensive nick like people who are becoming rich are investing tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars like if your if your aunt or my granddaddy took every dollar that he bought tickets with and invested it there is no guarantee he would be wealthy like that's not a realistic and you gotta think it's based on how much money you have to spend Mm. i can scrape together two thousand I mean, $2, but the average black person in a low income family doesn't have $1,000 to put on one investment. That's what and I was so, going to say. It's that ongoing, I don't mean to interrupt, cool, but it's that ongoing joke on like Twitter, like with the stimulus, like people be like, bro, y'all got that $1,400 went shopping. I went and bought an LLC, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you don't, you bought an LLC, you don't have a business and your, your rent was $1,100. Like if you don't pay that rent, boy, <laughs> like, but people be like, bro, go out there and start a business, bro. I bought an LLC, I'm different. Yeah, I'm not, so I don't, I'm not saying that the lottery is a good investment. No, I'm not saying that at all. It is a horrible thing. Yeah, but, but I it's a low, it's a low <laughs> risk. It's a low risk bet though. You know what I'm saying? It's not smart at all. It's, like, it's, 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 it's yeah, really it's not an risk. investment. I wouldn't even really call it an investment. I wouldn't even give it that credit. It's just it's low just risk, a, high reward. Yeah, just a uh, prayer. All right, so I I look at it like this too. So there were these anom- there was these things like AMC or uh, GameStop, AMC. where the yeah uh, yeah the movie joint yeah this, this so stock. so literally if you had bought you could have bought a thousand dollars 
worth of game stock when it he was just, like, Baku just went over that again, that. bro. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. People. Don't have a thousand dollars. You could have bought. You could have bought. Let's say forty dollars. Let's you equate it. Yeah, let's equate. You could have bought forty dollars. It was at one point. It was like a dollar something. Mm-hmm. So you could have bought forty dollars each a piece. The GameStop jumped up to three hundred something dollars. What's forty times three hundred? Something was that twelve thousand? Mm-hmm. So Wait, you would have had. It? I think so. It's not. A, yeah, it's twelve thousand, right? Forty times uh three hundred. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so you would have had twelve thousand dollars off of a forty dollar drop in. Which it that definitely happened, right? That, but that's close to winning the lottery. So you could take that money to be a broke person. You take you could take that you could take that twelve, and then you could put put that and invest in something else and like something that is maybe at a higher at a higher level, but it's definitely going to go up. It's like on that level where it's not going to fail. I mean, I just have you really like, have you that's ever not really realistic. Been, have you ever really been poor? Like, did you come up poor? What are you talking about? We ain't had no money. What you talking about? I'm asking. I don't know. But what you saying don't make sense. Yeah, if you put in forty dollars, Nick, the day that that joint got to a hundred, you'd be like, "Let me take my money, y'all. I just exactly, made sixty dollars." Right. You're not gonna wait fifteen years to see if it hits twelve thousand, and then you have to be intelligent to even have guessed that if I buy this stock, all this stuff is gonna happen. Like that is like playing the lottery. And like you said, it was a, it was an anomaly, bro. What happened with them two was an anomaly. Like you, it said. wasn't really an anomaly. It was the fact that there were people pushing the market, bro. But people ten years ago, how would you have known that? Like it's not you saying it like it's common. No, this this literally happened last year. But I'm saying and, when and it was a dollar dropped, it dropped during COVID to a dollar. Yes, people on um. Reddit was like, yo, we gonna buy this up. Boom, jumped it. And then the hedge funds was mad because they were betting against it. Killed the hedge funds. They were pissed off. They but was who mad. bought the stock though? It was rich people. No. I was, it was Regu- no, regular everyday people. Yeah. Yes. talking about it. Everybody was like talking about it on social media, telling people when, when to buy it and stuff like that. But, your, that. Blue, but your blueprint, Nick, because like, I mean, what they did is, border, is borderline illegal though, right? Yeah. They are trying to say it was illegal. That's what I'm saying. But if you, if you doing it, your blueprint of what you're saying, it'll be literally what Cool's talking about. Like just kind of looking at the patterns and then hoping in 15 years it's gonna get you to that amount. The way that it went up like that was an anomaly. Like it's a, just a guess again. Like it's a hope and a prayer. Well, I'm imagining within five years I'll be able to see a substantial return. And I'm imagining if I go out <laughs> and get these lottery tickets this weekend, I might win next week. <laughs> Okay. okay. Hey, <laughs> hey, if I win, bro, I'ma say you keep investing, son. I'm proud of you. No, look, hey, I win. I'm gonna give you forty dollars to drop in. I'm gonna be like, you go out there and make that twelve thousand, boy. All right. It's not funny though, bro. It's it's not funny at all, bro. Hey, I, I'm with you, Nick. I got you, brother. Invest but, your money, but I'm just saying, I think they're hard true. to compare because you you you're comparing petty cash. If you're a serious investor, you you probably investing two to five hundred dollars a month. Like people who invest big and make real money, they're putting a lot of money into it. It's not, way more. They're putting way more than that. Yeah. So I was actually small. So I joined the group. I joined the group. It was twenty dollars to join the group, and they'll tell you what stock to buy. And those like it was some guys that started out with like five hundred, and they ended up having like. A couple thousand by the end of the month, probably like ten thousand in the month. It's possible. So, I mean, it's way it's possible, bro. It's but possible, bro. It's expensive though. 
Bro, money, yeah. money, make money, bro. It's, it's not like $520, you get $10,000. Come on, man. And how long? Like, you said, no, you said you said the dudes had like 10000 by the end of the month, right? I mean, yeah, but it, but that was during a pandemic as well, too. Like I haven't like I haven't seen this prior to the pandemic. These type of numbers jump like that. All I'm saying is, bro. I mean, it's possible. Like, no, we're not disagreeing with you. Though. I'm just saying it's not feasible. And on par with and and on par with the with the whole lottery. The di- the difference in now to what hasn't been in years is that we literally have Wall Street in the palm of our hands. You don't have to go somewhere. Like all the information is there. Like I can go online and I can see what the top analysts are saying about a stock, whether I should buy it, whether I should hold it, whether I should sell it. I can go and I can go to that website. I can see anything new that they're having coming down the pipeline, who they're connected with, who have they made contracts with. Like like right now, electric batteries is looking what like- you a got, really- What if you got two jobs and five kids? Bro, it doesn't take that long. It doesn't like bro. What person do you know can understand? Yeah. I have a doctorate and I don't understand stocks. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's and real. I don't feel like people that a lot of people that do it, they don't have they have a basic grasp of it, but they don't really know what they're doing. Like until I see people driving benzes and stuff, I'll I'll just it's like, oh, I'll get on the way. But like a lot of people that talk about it. They have a basic understanding. But Are you, you talking about like Forex? Especially if you're talking like like the, you saying like you got Wall Street at the palm of your hand. Not, like if you put a group of people right now who invest off their phone in in the in the same building with that group that used to be on the floor at, in New York, who, who would make more money? I'm gonna tell you what it is about them guys in New York though. <laughs> them dudes is using companies millions upon millions. It's different, Exactly, bro. that's what we talking about. Money make money, bro. Bro, it's possible, bro. Like you can. Get it's it possible if you got you. a lot of money. I'm, I'm not gonna put. I'm not. I'm not. Fan, I'm, not I'm not gonna put. The I know. It, I know a gentleman. Y'all know, but they and they share information with me. And in 2004, well, this person was just a regular soldier, and they accumulated over five hundred thousand dollars on the market. That's how much they had. Now, 2004, that went splat. Something, I forgot. The year later, they made it back with more. It is possible to make money on the market. That's not That is how, but that's not the argument that we're making. I'm saying, I am saying it's a better, it's it's better than gambling. Like, I don't understand the concept of gambling. We didn't say it won't either. (laughs) I just don't understand. Gambling to me, it should just be something fun. I don't find a lottery to be fun. I'd rather go to a casino and play the little games and be like, oh yeah, I'm playing a game of chance. Like, I'm not going to play, like, I feel like that's a better bet is to go to a daggone casino than play the lottery. Listen, we're not saying, we never said it was probable. We're just saying it's more realistic for the it's, average job. Is it? Like, if we- Who do you I know that won? It's who not do you rich. know in your life? Who like do you, you know you that's rich from investing? Who do you know that's a millionaire today from investing? Person. You actually know that's your personally homie, like somebody you cool with. We're talking about exactly. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. You saying wealthy or rich? You saying wealthy or rich? I'm asking a million dollars. Give me a million dollars. I know somebody. Yes. How old are they? They're about in their forties. And, and they they didn't start until they were in their thirties. 
solely on their they wealth. Were, solely they worked on, a regular job. They were a bartender. Bartenders all they wealth came from money. investments. They put in investments. They gave me some stocks to look into, and I haven't seen yeah, any. That's uh, my point. The average Joe can't afford that. I'm like, average. If, if I wanted, if I wanted to make money, if we was, if we came up with a game plan right now, y'all, we got a. Hey, this is what we're gonna do. Y'all, I would, y'all wouldn't have my vote for us to invest. I would go into real estate. I would say if we all take two hundred dollars a month, we'll have eight hundred dollars to pay a mortgage, and we'll rent this house out. And then eventually, we'll buy another house. Investing is is gambling, bro. I'm sorry, it's gambling. It's way safer, but it's still gambling, and it is. It's way gambling with rules, bro. And checks and balances. All right. Let's say like this. Broke, so imagine bro, if we all put our money together and we put five thousand dollars into that stock that I told bro, y'all you about. Crazy. You think I could get thousand dollars? We all put our money in on that stock. Right now, we would have over ten thousand dollars. Right now, right now, like literally, this happened this weekend. I don't take <laughs> jack out. I don't take nothing out, bro. Like, bro, we, that's the thing. You think about what you're saying too. I did my People homework. Are poor on, though. You, this is the thing and about investing. this is the one I found. Nobody told me about it. But I Nick, found this one on my own. You're putting in, people are putting money and never taking it out. How are you going to feed your family? That's not a realistic, like if I buy a house and I rent it, every month I'm getting, getting at least check, a little bro, bit of income. Getting the check you're telling month. people to okay. invest money and never take it out. All like right, so if everybody had $100 and we put in 500, we have, we had, okay. Hold, 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 yeah. hold, hold. Hold. That's all we gonna be hearing from you every month. Hold, hold. <laughs> and then, and then our money go away. We gonna be mad. We could have been out here renting two trailers in Goldsboro, North Carolina. At least we made. Some Nick, Nick, what you're doing? I'm not gonna. I, I, I agree. Nick, if I just had extra money, like to play with, literally the same way, whether I wanted to waste it on the lottery or the stocks, I agree with you. But don't act like this is like the the tunnel vision, the know how. To lead you, it's to not. Man. This is not going to get us to Jerusalem. <laughs> but I'll say there's two things. There's two things that make millionaires millionaires. Yes, the millions. They turn a million into wait. two there's million. Two things, just like you said, investment properties and commercial real estate, and investments through the stock. Bro, no, it ain't. Only, bro. That's the two rich biggest things, bro. 99% of the people who make wealth from the stock market is already rich let's stop acting like there's zero to 100 niggas out here like that's real and then most of them they they're already rich and then though, that investment money like you said bro they hold all that money in there until they want to retire and they like i can pull that out on a rainy day bro it's like when you look at when you go and you look at these stocks and you go and you look at their five-year path <laughs> well he look at him bro. you go on a five-year path and you go five years back and you look and you'd be like dang this stock right now was worth $500, but five years ago, each share was worth five bucks. I was like, bro, if I had put in this and okay, yes, it is gambling. It is the chance that this <laughs> might go up. But that, but that in itself is a better bet than playing the lottery. Like, bro, it's We're like- We're not arguing with you with that. Yeah. <laughs> we just but, said and, it's and, not realistic for a low income family for it that is. to be their best strategy. Here's what you of do getting to invest wealth. their money. Yeah. Here's what it's do to it's invest like, whatever money they do have. Bro, people go out to eat. 
and will spend a hundred dollars going out to eat. Bro, that's different again. Like you, <laughs> bro. I'm talking about with a family. You go out with your family, and it's for y'all. You you can spend a hundred dollars. No, like easy. You, you saw so like this on Twitter, bro. Y'all y'all you eat every day. You spend a hundred dollars on that food, bro. Buy LLC, dog. That's all I'm saying. I'm not talking about I'm an different. LLC. I'm different. Invest that in stocks. Bro. I didn't Invest say I'm different. Hundred. Invest that hundred in stocks. I'm different. Bro, well, I'm not talking about an LLC because you, like you said, some people don't got a business. Why are you going to buy an LLC? You I'm just it? saying that's the same concept but, of you pushing like necessities, like a hundred dollars. But if you buy that eating. stock, you're going to have that stock. It's going to be. Bro, I'd rather have a steak in that moment. I need to eat. <laughs> Why would my family not want to eat? Bro, you could have got the steak. Like, look, let's, look, hey, look, y'all, look, like we a family, we eating noodles tonight, but don't worry, I put the rest of that no, in some stock. No, no. so and instead of going, I'll turn 60, we might be paid. Hold on, instead of spending a hundred dollars to go out, you spend 50 eat at home, eat the exact same thing that you was going to eat out, but you pay less, and then you put that 50 towards the stock to have 200 at the end of the month and put that in. Boom, man, you can bro, sell, you can sell socks quicker than that. I, I get the concept, bro, but I feel you know like why I like it because to me, it doesn't because you don't have to work. It doesn't take extra amount of time. <laughs> it is work. That's, that's what I'm still, he, he no, I'm still doing, I'm still doing, I still got to do my homework on it. I still got to check in, see what's going on with it. I jump through my different apps. To how, how much time do you spend doing it? Yeah, like dedicated And if I was to do it all cumulatively? No, like how much time would you say, like, and then give advice too. Like how much do you, how much time do you spend a week? Like make, making sure you research and everything to stay on point. About an hour, about an hour in a week. Yeah, because you do the research one time and you put it in. That work, bro. And then also, some of the apps selling the learning curve. Some of the apps, some of the apps have information. So anytime that that name of that stock pops up, it shows the article. So you can go and read the article, and you can kind of get an idea of what's going on. Because sometimes, bro, I'll go on my thing, and I'll be like, "Hold up." Like my thing just went up by 25%, what's going on? And I'll go and I'll click the article and it'd be like, oh, this person just got into a contract with this business or it'll drop maybe like 5% and I'll be like, why is it dropping? And then they'll have an article saying, oh, that there's something with the SEC, this and the third. Like I had one that was, they were on, on the threat of lawsuit. And I was like, and at the time I was like, oh no, I didn't put oh, this no. X. I was like, oh no, I put this X amount into this stock. But I was like, I'm not gonna take it out. I'm gonna leave it. Right. And sure enough, it went right back up about a month later. And it's it's because I had faith in the research that I did. And I like the stock. I right. like the stunk. But how do you expect a community of people <laughs> to study investments when a large majority don't really understand interest? Okay, so here's 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 another concept for the, the community grant pool. So, bro, first off, do you really think that's reasonable? I don't know that I would sign up to put my money in no pool. That's why it'd be a board and it had to be a check and balance. Look what happened to Black Lives Matter. After oh, yeah. it got so big, people was like, hold on, hold on. Where's the money at? <laughs> what y'all doing now? Y'all ain't, y'all just going to give speeches now. Hold on. Well, you had, people had to do their research and see who was the one running the company. I still don't know what they did with that money. It won't rent. It won't rent. Not to say. Look, okay, anybody listening, I'm not saying Black Lives Matter is irresponsible in any way. That was just an example. We going the Black Lives <laughs> Matter movement is is separate, I think, from the entity that was going out and 
doing the different, you know, events. but that concept though, like it was great. Everybody was sending money until it got so big that we was like, there was an immediate, like when they realized how much money we raised, everybody was like, stop. Yeah, like, well, where's Ain't the no money? transparency, like, where's the millions of dollars going? It'd be like people like Sean King and stuff like that, yeah. Like, what's going on with that? Like, he, every time something's going on, he's right there, and they'd be like, yeah, send money to the donation. But who was it? It was, who was my boy? Tamir Rice, his mother. She stepped up and she was like, y'all stop using my son's image and all these other people because y'all be using their name and the events and everything, but we haven't seen a dollar. Y'all haven't given us anything. Y'all haven't put anything like they'll make something in their name, but like they're not giving anything towards the family. I mean, I don't know. It should be. It should be that like Black Lives Matter would be a perfect example of something that could do for the community. But all right, so let's let's say we all put in our money together, right? Mm-hmm. Are you telling me your number one option is to take all our money and put it into an investment today? No. Okay, what what what's your, what's your first like? We had to come. Everybody had an idea. We gonna put in. I don't know. It don't matter how much. What's your first choice? Like, if I had the money, if we put our money together, like you don't got the money on your own, we put all our money together. What's your first choice of what you would do with it? How much we talking? That matters. Now that matters. The amount. I don't know. Uh, ten thousand dollars altogether. Ten thousand altogether. Oh, that in the Robin Hood. Go ahead, say. <laughs> no, that like, bro, we could get a franchise doing something. I would put that in like Amazon, with the trucks and stuff, and lease the trucks and hire. People. I wouldn't do it. Did research in it. You don't like it? Nope. They can pull out whenever they want to. They don't like your business. Then you'll be uh, left with. Bro, these truck. What's, that's a lot, bro. I'll go into research. With you'll be left, it's, it's you'll be left with the truck, but you won't have any of that a- access to the Amazon packages and delivery yeah, routes. You're, you're better off. It'll be new stuff, groceries. You're better off, so you're better off, getting your, you're better off getting your own trucks and getting a contract with them through yourself. Like for that thing, for $10,000, they would pro- provide you with their trucks. Mm. That you got to rent. And they can take them back whenever they want to. Well, with $10,000, you could probably get your own truck and then get a contract with them. Start small. You can't like buy that. no truck with ten thousand dollars. <laughs> you can. Yes, you can. Bro, a yes, truck. You can. Yes. Yep. Like you one can. of the big van things. Yes, sir. Yeah, because you're just buying the the front part. You're not buying the uh the actual yeah the, part of it. Yeah, that that's not what you're paying for. Yeah, you're basically just paying for like any other vehicle. You telling me, bro? Them for yeah, them Let big them, them them big rigs. Oh, ten thousand dollars though. You're not buying a new one, bro. You're buying a used. You just buy an old one. You buy a used. Even you, bro. Ten thousand dollars. That's a vehicle. You can't get a two thousand fifteen Honda for ten thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. That's a vehicle, bro. You can get. All right, so so even if you can't pay ten thousand dollars straight up, you can go get a down payment for ten thousand dollars. For sure, it's gonna help you out, like. Control. You're gonna pay for most right. of them. Okay, so it don't matter. So your vote is to buy a truck, Nick. I mean, a start start some type of business. You know what I'm saying? No, you can't. No, you. Can't All right, start. boom, box truck, bro. You my box truck nine thousand. Nah, get out of here. I you swear, send my trucks low end thirty thousand, high end one hundred eighty thousand. <laughs> you're looking for who... you're looking for a semi truck. I'm not That's looking... what Dominique talking about putting the thing on the back. What's a box truck? A box truck, bro. Like... You talking about like one of them little U-Haul joints? Yeah, I mean that's what you would need. Yeah. What you gonna do with a little box truck, bro? You're delivering Deli- washing machines. 
You're delivering packages for Amazon. What you talking about? Bro, you cannot deliver pack. Yes, bro. you can for Amazon. You can. Yes, you can, bro. Have I you not seen no the box truck? You... That don't sound like bro. No bro, they yet. use they use uh Mercedes Sprinters. But I was talking about I was talking about uh the big truck though. So That's I what I was. Thought. I thought this whole thing was about a semi. Yeah, I was talking about. I guess you can. I haven't really looked at the price on two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars for that one. Probably ain't got no transmission in it. <laughs> bro, bro, no, I'll tell you what. Like, they could be like, deal. <laughs> they don't got no seatbelt. They gave all our money away. <laughs> they don't got no seatbelt. <laughs> that boy. <laughs> yeah, I never really looked at the price of the trucks. I thought they were cheap. <laughs> they could be like, I, you know what? I used to work with a company called Direct Link, and I used to drive a box truck, and they were selling one of the box trucks they had for like around like 9500 So, make a justifiable boy. He'd be like, look at this Ken 2 leather in here, though. The, the key ignition don't work, but you just pull this little string right here and start right up and feel this lever. <laughs> Bruh, that's, I would buy no truck. <laughs> Nigga blow our money, bro. Bro, we don't even got nobody to drive. Like that, that is like- I would I, drive it. What, what, would y'all, what would y'all do? What would y'all do? Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just spitballing like $10,000. Cause there's no, there's stole, no- And you stole that me idea too. So that ain't even no fair answer, but we'll let No, well, no, I know he was talking about an 18 wheeler. I was talking- was. But that makes more Amazon sense though. Those, yeah, um, no, well you the one that told me about Amazon. So then, yeah, I was like, I feel like that would be a, a good um, idea. But Dominique just expressed his, uh, his feelings of fear because his, his defense was it could fail and they could take it. Mm-hmm. But you could do very well, Dominique. So every business could fail. That's real too, bro. Nick Truck could fail. But it could. Man, I don't know. Cause damn, we talking about only 10. I mean, starting a business was, is a gamble. I was yeah. right there with you, cool. Like I, I love like liquid assets, bro. Like I would love getting a check every month, like running like an Airbnb or renting out a crib, you know. Bro, how, how could you buy? Could you purchase something for ten thousand dollars? Yeah, bro, ten thousand dollars. That's three percent of what? I don't know math like that. I'm not even gonna try. Did that kind of math? <laughs> you, say, you, know, so you say you can. You say you can buy a property for ten thousand dollars right now. No, but you only need a lot of places. You only need about three percent to put down, and then your rent, the rent that you charge, would be oh, over the mortgage. mortgage. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I mean, ten. What's three percent? I don't know. The, of, I don't know how to do ten, math like that. Ten thousand. No, I'm saying it's ten thousand three percent of what number? That's some straight algebra right there. You said what? Say it again. Like ain't it like three hundred thousand? Ten thousand is three percent of what number? Three hundred thousand. Am I tripping? Bro, ten thousand. Thirty thousand. No, it's equal. Three hundred thousand. Yeah, three hundred thousand. Right. About three hundred thousand. Right. Three hundred thousand. If you divide if you if you divide ten by ten thousand by three, then you just. Bro, we're not about to be looking over here looking at students podcast. Three hundred thousand dollars. Where yeah. are where are math people at? Uh, algebra algebra <laughs> no, that's one. It. We talking about algebra one. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's three hundred thirty-three thousand dollars. So our ten thousand dollars is a three percent down payment on the three hundred thirty-three thousand. That don't sound right. We can get multiple. We can get multiple properties with ten thousand dollars if that's the case. Wait, that don't sound right. Three hundred thirty-three. Three hundred thousand dollars. Yes, it does. Times three percent, ten thousand. Yeah. So we could buy a house. In North Carolina, that's Honestly, properties. we could probably, yeah, I'm about to say, we probably could buy two, at least two. I mean, 
It's something to rent think. it out. Like right now, we could all be throwing our money into a pot every month. We could put a hundred dollars in. Like that's possible. We, why we don't? I'm just saying. I got a question. Is this all right? So I seen this before. I think they do it in Baltimore. Would it be stupid to? I seen it on a movie too. Would it be stupid to rent out homes in section like section eight homes or like government funded homes? Nope. Because somebody, because somebody was mentioning this to me, and they was like, they know the government is going to pay them monthly. Like they don't have to actually worry about them getting paid. They just have to worry about the actual property being damaged. Beautiful. They don't take care of their homes as much. I love it. Um, you buy a property and you say, hey, y'all, I'll let y'all use this for Section 8. Boom. You getting that check. You ain't gonna worry about the fluctuation. Not at all. I think it's a great idea. It just sucks because I like I seen like videos of people with homes being trashed, like when they rent it out. Like it's so demoralizing, bro. That, yeah, you talking about that one guy that was coming yeah, in. He was like, I was, I was, he was in tears. He was, bro. I'm like, a killer. <laughs> he's like, I'll kill it if I see. He it. was so hurt, bro. Like, imagine putting all your money into something. And he he probably actually like built that home to like be fit, like uh -huh. actually look decent. And he asked her to move out, and she busted out every window. She threw stuff all over the floor. She tore the whole crib up, man. That's yeah. like the pros and cons. Like that's that's how you start to fail in that business, like stuff like that, because you have to put money back into it when they move out. I mean, that's that's the fear, too, because it's like, are these people going to treat my stuff with respect? Like, like I'm written right now, bro. Like, if I was like, if I wasn't clean, like I could just mess up where I stay right now and they could put them off like they could, they could pretty much make them fail. Like after I move out, like nobody else might not want to move into here. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that, and that's why you get deposits, but them deposits don't cover all that type of damage. It doesn't like. I mean, I'll go some places and they'll ask for three times the rent for the deposit. Because mm -hmm. yeah. they said they just, they, they, one, they want that because they worried about people trying to leave, um, you know, break their lease and just leave out and not, you know, be responsible for what their, their obligations with them. But I mean, it's also like, you don't know who you're getting in your house or what type of damage is going to happen to the crib. Like some people treat their houses like trash, like, They'll put holes all up in the wall. They'll they'll smoke in every part of the crib. The crib be like black and sooty. Like, so yeah. are y'all saying y'all don't y'all wouldn't invest in real estate? Is that what y'all trying to? I would definitely reinvest. Oh in no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's pros and cons in in right. every. Why do you think they got applications though? Shoot, applications don't mean nothing, bro. Shoot, yeah. I, I, if somebody I can have somebody can have a perfect. Perfect record and still be like dirty. If I'm if I met some no, I don't like that's why I've been some places they want to have a uh what is it? They want the reference of the last place where you stayed and all that, because that's the proof in the pudding right there. How'd you treat the last place you were living? You know, stuff like that. Um I don't I would want to meet the person who's moving into my stuff, like in person. Like I want to see how you are, what type of energy you're giving off, like. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like housing is definitely one of those things that keep people from being wealthy. Right. Cause the majority of people can't afford that 3%. Like that example we gave, how many people can really save up $10,000, you know, like not a lot of people in America. Like I heard some crazy, I ain't trying to be like Nick and come over to fake stat. But I heard some crazy thing about like a lot of people don't have a thousand dollars in their savings account. 
And I was like, oh, dang. I, I didn't realize. No, it's you know, true. A lot of people don't. Rough out here, boy. Yeah. I mean, what is it? Most Americans are one paycheck away from being homeless. Yeah. For real? I mean, we've seen this mm. in the pandemic, bro. So. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, like, you miss one paycheck, bro. You're done. And they be, like, that's like people who are considered low-key, like, middle class. Them too. Like, there's a lot of people. Yeah, like out of us four, like, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if we lost jobs or anything, but like, we we're kind of fortunate. But a lot of people legit lost their jobs, had no type of funding at all. And I mean, they had to wait for unemployment for like two, three months. I mean, that's the reason why a lot of people are making it right now because unemployment. Bro, but, uh, if I didn't know a trade, I would have been screwed. Like, I got, I was in school, but then I got out, like, I haven't been able to find a job in my field yet. And, you know, I've been applying. My resume looks good. I have, you know, good GPA, but it's just the way the market is. Like now there's more jobs starting to stand up and want people now more. I'm getting a lot, a whole lot more people reaching out to me. But those first, what, hell, like the past six months, bro, it's been, it's been rough. It's been rough. And so. You know, the market is going crazy. What real estate? I no. heard so many people talk about like literally houses going on the market and selling the same day. No, real estate is nuts. Like, I wish I had like, and I plan to eventually get them heavily involved in real estate, but it's an interesting because it's passive. Like Trey was kind of talking about, I think maybe earlier. Like you, it just there. Like you, they live there. Like you know what I'm saying. Like like we all paying rent right now. We're all passively making somebody wealthy. Like yep. every month, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody is like, thank God. Like we talk all this, we taking care of where we stay and we making somebody else wealthy. So if we can get to the other side. Well, we know that collectively it would be able to happen faster, honestly. Like if we did, if we all pulled our money together, like I'm saying, we want the community to do it, but it should start on a small level first, I guess. You know it could happen. Like if we all put our money together within a year's time and we, all right, look, it's 12 months, we accumulate whatever, a certain amount of money. You say we get we get to $10,000 within 12 months, which I don't feel like that's impossible. And we could put down on, on a place and then, you know, we could buy the place, turn back right around and sell it. Like that's possible. Like that that's possible and make a profit. We could buy it and sell it at a at a profit. I think that's possible. Right. Like, um, there was a guy I worked with. He he was what well, he lives in Spring, not Spring Lake. Um, it doesn't matter where it's at, Holly Springs. And he put his house on the market. Literally. Just like you said, the next day, he had five bidders. Boom. I mean, it was done. He was like, he said, man, I sold my house so fast, I didn't have a place to live. Yeah. It's like the place I was moving into wasn't ready for me yet. So. Yeah. It's definitely something to think about, man. Um, it's so many different ways. So many people have different perspectives. Um, but I think in general, definitely find ways to make more money if you can. I know it's hard out here. 
I know we're living in a pandemic. Some people say a great uh, recession, um, but just, you know, take a look at the stuff that you spend money on in your life and see, can you repurpose those funds to kind of build wealth um, and all that good stuff. But we've been on here for a while. So we're going to go ahead and hop off. We definitely appreciate you guys checking us out. Uh, keep supporting in the bonus on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and we'll continue to bring you guys great content. Um, so until next time, peace. Peace. peace.